0: How you say how are you?
1: I'm doing well how are you?
0: Thank you for making the time to do this I really appreciate it. Oh
1: I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah I'm really looking forward to it. A chance to just sit down and get to know you a little better and you know it's of this season and all mm-hmm. but maybe this is a bit of a, a downtime for you all?
1: Yeah you know the week that we get before uh, postseason selection Monday um, is very beneficial to us. I know some teams have off days. Um, actually some of my friends are on vacation. It's actually funny but Um, We're using this as a grind time right now, getting ready for the NCAA tournament.
0: So, you know, all predictions are that you guys will get an invite this year, Mm -hmm. which is super exciting. And, you know, you never know until you know that kind of thing. Um, What kind of preparation is going on right now for the team then?
1: So since we have about a week and five or we had a week and five days since Monday um, of when we're going to play, Personally, for me, it was my week to be able to be sore this week. So, I've lifted a lot heavier for uh, four out of four days. I've lift, I've ran a lot harder. Um, just, I feel like getting ready for that extra. I think it's a mental edge too, but obviously, like a physical edge. You can get ready in in a week in five days, you know. Um, so, I've gone a lot harder this week than your typical in-season training. Um, for practice, we've been focusing on us, which is really nice. Um, a lot of offense and a lot of defense. Just our our principles, um, grinding those out into our mental, just so we have th- we don't have to think about it in the game. Um, so really, it's just focusing on us, which is really nice, you know, just getting you ourselves don't know the ready. Opponent yeah, yet. we don't know the opponent yet, so
0: that's interesting to hear about the the shift from like in season regime kind of mm-hmm. thing, regimen kind of thing, as opposed to going on now. So it's something you said about being able to be sore Mm -hmm. and that's not something you're able to do and and I'm not sure most fans would know that tell us more about that so during the in-season you got to keep yourself not exhausted or exactly so
1: um I feel like as a shooter I don't know I feel everything within my body so I don't like to go into games obviously sore um so I may not lift as hard throughout the week as like in-season Um, because I don't want to be sore for a game. I know every part of my athletic ability I need in the game. Um, So I'm not going to lift as heavy on my squat because I don't want to be sore for the game when I'm running my sprints or in a defensive stance. And also um, it goes into fatigue. You know, when I'm, I'm playing like 37, 38 minutes a game, Um, if you exhaust yourself throughout the week, I just don't think it's very beneficial. So this is my week to be able to be exhausted because I don't play Friday and Sunday like we usually do, you know? Uh, We have a week and five days until we play. So my plan was to go super hard this week, Um, okay Monday, Tuesday, and then we'll probably play Friday or Saturday. So take my foot off the gas completely like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and keep on shooting, but I'm not running suicides Mm. like I am this week.
0: And so this week, but maybe in in general, mm-hmm. is that a decision that each athlete makes or is it in consultation with the coaching staff, with the mm-hmm. trainers, or how does that work?
1: Mine was just for me personally. Like, I know my body. Um, I know I can dr- drop weight really fast and I can gain weight really fast. Um, so my focus was really just to be in the best shape that I feel like I can be in within two weeks from now. Um,
0: you look, like, different than the last time I saw you even, just in your face. Really? Like, yeah.
1: yeah. So, I don't... I mean... I guess my weight can fluctuate throughout the season um i'm black and mexican (laughs) like we love food you know it just fluctuates throughout the season um but within season i try to focus on my eating and stuff but like this week i'm really focusing on like okay i'm gonna just go ahead and kill my body um just get down to the weight that i feel like i needed to be at to be in a great postseason tournament play um and and I think I've accomplished that pretty... I mean, so far, I've lost weight pretty fast. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
0: So talk about that. Th- that's... I would guess this is like your first time going through this process. Because mm-hmm. when, when the... WNIT happened for UCLA. You were injured already mm-hmm. then, right? So, hurt. so you didn't participate in all the, the rituals or all the preparations, so to speak, leading up to postseason. Mm-hmm. How has that been for you? Is it just like, oh, okay, it's just one foot in front of the other, or are you taking the time to say, oh, this is different. This is the th- the thing I've been wanting to get to.
1: I'm great. Like I'm very. I have a lot of gratitude. Like, wow, this is my first postseason, and to be able to do it th- with this group that I believe in so much i'm very gracious about it like i just i'm so thankful you know um but i think my preparation obviously as it should any athlete has kicked up a notch i mean it's your second season and whatever you did in that first season does not matter at this point like it's a huge like it's a whole nother season it doesn't matter if you're the number one team in the country like obviously it matters for seating but you've seen some crazy stuff happening in march you know Um, so whatever you did in this last season really doesn't matter it's a whole new season so it's kind of like I'm in training camp right now that's how I'm viewing it Um, a quick training camp obviously a Mm -hmm. week and five days but um, just getting myself ready and and a lot of my teammates are like this too Um, just getting ourselves ready. so when we come back into a team environment we're all better Mm -hmm. you know I think whenever you get better individually it helps the team collectively
0: so i think it might be interesting to talk a little bit about the season and the arc of the season right now mm-hmm. since that this is near the end uh you know because no matter what um it's gonna end you know like in a few weeks right mm-hmm. for you or maybe a month or so um how has it been this season for you to uh, speak about your your own kind of uh, entry into this team mm-hmm. you know and your own progress uh, in your I know in in conversations we've had in the past, you've talked a bit about how challenging it was to kind of, like, know what your role is or embrace Mm -hmm. your role, or, you know, uh, maybe it had to do with uh, passing versus scoring, you know. But Mm -hmm. I want to hear your perspective now that we're at the end of the regular season. What has it been like? Like, what has Mm -hmm. been challenging and what has been your own personal progress? And then what has it been like for the team?
1: Um, Personally... Obviously, I think I struggled at the beginning, and it took me a little bit longer than what I would have liked to get into the flow with our team. Um, I think I'm a whole different player than I was at the beginning of the season. I think everybody would agree. Um, me and Kinsey were just talking about the first time, like I played BYU at the beginning of the season. I was so hesitant to even look at the basket and shoot a three, and then now I'm shooting the thing from 30 feet. You know, like it was a com- complete change in my mentality. I think I forgot who I was in the beginning part of the season. Um, I was so focused on fitting in, I would say, with the team. Um, And just really, like, I flexed a lot, I would say, which everyone needs to flex. But also didn't bring what I felt like I needed to bring this whole year, you know? Um, So I'm glad that finally, like, with the help of my coaches and my teammates, like, I finally got that ball rolling and... I think we're a better team because of it i would i would hope to think that um and i'm still doing all the, the little things that i was still doing all year just i finally came into my own i think um and then personally as a team i mean sorry as a collectively as a team we saw the progression that we needed to see like i knew we were going to come in and and be good from the top but we still had some kinks that we needed to work out you know And we saw that when we went through that rough stretch and conference we had never been through that much adversity before Um, and a couple more baskets go in, our record is like 11 and nine or whatever it is, you know? Like a lot of those are one possession games that we had to learn how to really grind out. And I think that was our journey. I said that after the UCLA game, I think our journey is going to be learning how to grind out games. Like when it comes to that last one minute, are we able to get a stop and a score? Um, And I think we kind of overcame that or started to overcome it during the Arizona State weekend and against Arizona. We got the necessary stops that we needed and the scores that we needed. Um, I mean, obviously, even against Stanford in our conference tournament, it didn't turn out how it was supposed to, but that score did not reflect how that game went at all. Um, We were up at half, down three, pretty much the whole entire game. And they obviously just pushed on the gas the last four minutes, and and we didn't. But that score did not reflect the intensity of that game. Um, And even if you watch that game, you know it wasn't like that. Um, So I think we've turned a page, and we now know that nothing matters last season. Um, But we're taking those experiences and bringing them to the postseason and and writing our own story, a better one. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What turned, what flipped, or what clicked? You know, you said that, like, you kind of lost yourself early on and then mm-hmm. you yeah, know but what what changed that that resulted in this shift and, and better results for you and for the team it's a
1: great question i feel like you know you reflect after every game and you're kind of like i was like what is like what's kind of going on like i have a great support system around me um and I would just reflect and be like, why am I not being myself? Like, am I thinking way too much? And that's what it ended up being. I was thinking way too much and just not playing basketball. Um, one of my mentors, Kyle Moore, he's amazing. He chops, he cuts up my film every game, usually multiple times. So he'll be, he'll send me clips like, you're wide open. You didn't even take a peek at the room. Or this was a bad read because you weren't aggressive enough, you know? Um, so just me going back into breaking down film or breaking down, looking at the film that he broke down for me um, was very crucial because you never really know until you go back and look at the film again. And now um, I'm a player that can pick up stuff really fast. Um, So now you correct me on something once, I usually do a pretty good job of like picking it up. And um, so that's really what it was. I feel like having more film breakdown, um, seeing the visuals of where I was messing up and not being aggressive. Um, seeing how outlandish it was that I wasn't even peeking at the rim or being aggressive, taking, like, two shots a game, three shots a game like I was. Um, and also Coach G, Coach Sharman, Kai, and Deli, like, they were the the biggest – and Christine, my biggest supporters, and shoot the ball, you know, like, shoot the ball, pick, look at the rim, shoot the ball, be locked and loaded. Um, I s- still hear it every now and then from Sharman, like, but hey – locked and loaded even though i'm at 30 feet but it's like that's where they that's where they believe in me the most um and i know players be like i don't need anyone to believe in me no that's not true i feel like whenever you have your coaches behind you you feel like you can do anything so they played a big part into that as well just um knowing that i was still you know like the player that i
0: used to be do you think that any part of that had to do with the fact that you came into a a, a pretty veteran team like you know with roles already set and obviously the focal you know point being Christine Christine and Mm -hmm. all of that and and feeling like you didn't want to step on toes or take shots away from people or even being told that this is what we you need to be doing Um, and then and then maybe interpreting it to the nth degree or something
1: yeah Uh, I mean uh, coach G told me I was gonna need to score and stuff but I feel like I can control a game in multiple ways and it doesn't have to be scoring Um, So when we're playing non-conference teams and Christine is able to have, like, her 30 games, her 30-point games and 20 rebounds, you really just can't stop her. So my job is to literally get the highest percentage basket for our team. So that's going to be Christine, like, 80% of the time, you know, even if it's against double and triple teams, because non-con games, you really can't stop her, you know? Um, I feel like the competition does go up more as you go to conference, but... um, that kind of bled into mm. my mindset, mm-hmm. I guess, for my first games of conference. So like, I'm stuck in that way. It was mm. a pattern. It's successful. You know, instead of being like, okay, Christine now has a double team against a 6'5 and a 6'5 or say, shoot the ball because you're open, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what I felt like took a little bit more time is to be like, now just play basketball. Like that was your read consistently for, I would say 12, 15 games, but now you have to be able to switch and just play basketball. Uh, make the right reads because I know how to play basketball. Mm -hmm. That's what G always used to tell me is, we trust your instincts, just play basketball. Um, So I think that's what ended up flipping. And um, I wasn't really stepping on toes. I know all my teammates want me to Mm -hmm. be successful, you know? It was just me being stuck in my own way of what was successful
0: at first. And when you say shooting, um, sometimes people think that's your three-pointer. That Mm -hmm. that has, you know, really more has gone up in percentage too, but I, I see it as also like driving the ball with your hesitation dribble and all of that, which mm-hmm. throws a different wrinkle into mm-hmm. the offense, you know, including like maybe now Christine now becomes a screener or Christine becomes a decoy, you know, mm-hmm. and then you actually score the ball. To me Absolutely. that that adds such a different dimension to the offense that, that changes everything up.
1: For sure. Being able to score at all three levels is has been important in my game. Um, I've been really a two level scorer I would say, like a three in a mid range um but being able to have the spacing that we've been having recently has gotten me into the paint a lot more um and I've been able to score at the rim um but that does add another wrinkle whenever you have guards like we have our guards that can score at all three levels having some complete guards really helps your offense totally and I think it's helped Christine as well mm-hmm. helping her free up a mm-hmm. bit or making them pay when she's not freed up you know right.
0: um a lot has been said about you being a leader mm-hmm. and a very vocal leader uh, this year. Is that more so this year because they've needed it more and that's the what the team what you're bringing to a team, mm-hmm. or that's just who you are and then it just happened to be a really good fit and a good need here.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up, I don't say I was a vocal leader. like I was always a pretty shy kid. Um, I don't know what flipped, but it literally turned out to be the opposite, you know. Um, I know how to play my role in a lot of situations and when I don't have to lead, when I should lead, when I can be quiet, when I'm not. Um, but with basketball, I've always been loud. I've always been very vocal. Um, I think it goes back to I've studied the game so much. Like, it's literally my life. Mm. Whenever I'm not in the gym or working on my master's classes, I'm breaking down film um, and just learning, you know, from the people around me. So when I'm confident in what I know that I'm doing, it's a a lot easier for you to talk, you know. Um, So coming in here and even, I would say, middle school, high school, I've always been a a solid basketball leader when it comes to that. Playing on the USA team validated that, I feel like, um, with my head coaches talking about how great of a leader I was. Um, So then coming in here is pretty – I mean – the transition was seamless when it comes to leading i feel like that's just universal mm-hmm. um whether i'm learning how to run my own business whether i'm a ceo whether i'm a gm like i want to be like i'm gonna have to lead people mm-hmm. um every group of people obviously is different so you mm-hmm. have to learn like i have to learn what makes christine tick right i have to learn whenever she's when to make her mad so that she plays better or when i need her calm down a little bit same thing with with teasy and Kinsey and Kiana. Um, so that took a little bit of time, like learning everyone's traits, I guess. Mm-hmm. But whenever you know how to lead, I feel like it just is pretty seamless. You know, you just lead everywhere.
0: A couple of threads I would love to pull out from what you just said. One is you know knowing basketball, growing up in basketball, and being obviously a, a coach's kid, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, maybe talk about that. But also the other piece I think this is many things that you said were interesting. But another piece that might be interesting is the idea of knowing just not, not only in basketball, but in life, like what the situation calls for and what, you know, to fit in or to to fill that that mm-hmm. gap. Uh, I wonder if that, how much of that is related to the lot of moving around and different teams mm-hmm. you've been with and, you know, all of that for you. Um, and that's a real life skill, right? Like it's not just a basketball skill that, mm-hmm. that you can really parlay into many, many avenues of your life. Which one of those do you want to talk about next?
1: I'll talk about being coaches is good first. Okay, and then okay i mean it's just pretty easy for me it's my own experience you know um being coach's kid growing up obviously isn't the most fun i don't know if it's obvious some people don't know it's not the most fun um but i'm so thankful that i was now you know it's like one of those things like i hated at first i didn't hate it like this is one of those things you know what i mean like but you look back and you're so grateful that you had to go through it um you grow up in gyms all the time um You skip a lot of like school dances or Friday night movies to be in the gym, you know, and I was in the gym with my dad. Um, So my whole life was pretty predicated on basketball, you know, and I feel like my dad did such a good job with me in teaching my IQ part of the game. I'm not the most athletic. I feel like that's not a secret, but I, I think, you know, and I think that makes up for a lot of it. I don't have to be super quick if I know how to beat you in a different way, you know? Um, he used to sit down and <laughs> break down film sessions with me at a very young age. I'm talking like 9, 10 years old. Instead of watching like your family movie in the evening, we're breaking down film um, of NBA games, college games, my own AAU games. It was film all the time. And then after like your dad kind of your, like your parents kind of like throw you into that mm. you kind of start taking it upon yourself you know like i've always had that hunger that fire for basketball so now whenever i'm done training at 6 a.m as a fourth fifth grader i am now watching nba tv as my dad is making my oatmeal and my mom's making my bacon for it. For breakfast before school you know so now I'm taking it upon myself to grow my knowledge in the game Um, so it's kind of like I I didn't like it at first but then I ended up loving it like it became my life and then now obviously I want it to be my end game like I want to be a GM and and you're I'm so thankful that all this happened because it led into my career hopefully Um, so I'd say that about a coach's kid it's just kind of like you're destined to Mm. be a a so-called coach and I I played with the idea of being a coach but I feel like I wanted a a different path Mm. you know I've seen what my dad had to do as a, a college coach and credit to coach G and our staff it's ridiculous like I don't know how coach G is a good of a mom as she is while investing into us and her own family that's that's wild that's She's always on the run, you know, and I've seen that they're recruiting. Like, Delly and Kai had an in-home visit after a two-hour practice today after doing film work on the NCAA tournament all day today. It's a non-stop type thing. Um, so credit to coaches because that's, that's incredible what they do. Mm. Um, I just didn't know if I wanted to
0: be a coach. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, I would love to hear a little bit about your mom. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we hear much about you I haven't yeah. seen anything very much you know we know your sister and she's at USC and your coach who was your I mean your dad was your coach and all of that tell me about your mom
1: yeah my mom is my best friend she's there obviously for me all the time but she's like my safe place that's like um she doesn't she knows about basketball now obviously because she's been around it for forever But that's not what she wants to talk about. She does not care how many threes I make. She doesn't care how many turnovers I have. My sister turnover ratio. She just does not care. Um, After games, I'll come back and I'll look at my phone. And she'll text me like, you made a three. Woo. Like, she's just so, it's so cute. Like, she just doesn't really care about that type of stuff. I remember after my Houston game, which is probably my worst game of my career. She didn't even talk about the game. She talked about how I was at work earlier, you know, that's just my safe place. And I think everyone, every kid that is so engulfed into basketball needs someone like that in their life to keep them sane, you know, because ball is life, like quote unquote, but it's really not life. You have other stuff going on in your life that you can be thankful about. Um, And she keeps me grounded within all of that. And she has a great personality. I got a lot of my personality from her. She's goofy. Not a lot of people know that, but she's super goofy and She's just great for me and Desi. And obviously my dad, my mom was um, a coach's, well she's a coach's wife, but she was a college coach's wife for two years that my dad was at Tech. Um, And shout out to the spouses because they're gone a lot of the time, like I said, from recruiting to games to road trips. Um, My mom has always held our family down, whether my dad was a real estate investor, she was always holding our family down. Um, she had me at 19, and not a lot of people know that. Mm. And she really supported our whole family for a very long time. Um, the strongest person I know, you know, just, that's just how she was raised. Um, she never has a bad day, but she's there when other other people have her bad days, you know? So, super thankful for my mom. Wouldn't be where I am with, without her today. She's the unsunk hero, I would say, in a lot of in, me and my sister's career and my dad's career
0: well you're singing some of it now yeah
1: finally you know a lot of people ask about my mom because always basketball interviews and yeah my mom played obviously like this background part of my basketball life but they don't really ask about that they ask about the skill development what my dad did but like the mental part my mom had a lot to do with it and the spiritual part and emotional i would Mm -hmm. say Mm
0: -hmm. and that's the mexican side oh yeah
1: that's my mom She's actually from Mexico. Uh-huh. She's from San Luis Potosí. My whole, actually mom's side, the family is from Mexico. Um, she was born there? She was born there uh, okay. and came over whenever she was like three, a baby maybe. Um, very young though. So we're very like grounded and rooted in our cultural uh, Mexican side, uh-huh. as well as my dad's African-American side.
0: That's really cool. Did you grow up speaking Spanish? Did they, yeah. Yes.
1: So funny. I was obviously my mom and my dad had me really really young so my dad was in college my mom would work and i would spend my days with my grandma my grandma funny story lived literally across the street from me like across the street like i would walk over there every day um when i was in fifth sixth grade or fourth fifth grade but when i was a baby my grandma used to take care of me while my dad was at college and my mom was at work um so i was fluent in spanish all the way like from when i was like four years old five years old six years old then we moved to texas so now i'm away from all my family um my mom really never spoke spanish in the house the only reason we spoke spanish at my grandma's house because that's the only language she knows her and my grandpa um so we kind of moved to texas i kind of lost it except i i can interpret anything i can like whatever i can translate anything you say something to me i can tell you exactly what you said back but whenever I try to speak it, it's kind of choppy. Like you know, like the words kind of leave you sometimes. Um, I do a pretty good job writing it because I have time to think about when I when I write it. Um, just if I was had to say something in Spanish, like a whole conversation, I would
0: struggle a little bit.
1: But you could kind of get the message of what I was trying to say.
0: That's really great. Um, thank you for sharing that. That's oh, really <laughs> really lovely part of your of your history growing up. Um, tell me a little bit about this whole moving around mm-hmm. uh, piece, and you know this is your third school. You've referenced it quite a few times about Mm -hmm. like, well, I kind of know this is my third school. I've seen a a few things, you Mm -hmm. know, kind of deal. What has that journey been like? And, you know, you could have with the injuries you went through, you could have stopped playing at any time. Like, why go for a fifth year? Why come here? Mm -hmm. You know, and all of that. Um,
1: Playing, stopping never wanted to stop playing basketball like I knew for such a long time my goal was to get to the WNBA Um, I know I had a really good chance of doing so so that never ever crossed my mind Um, I knew I would have to take my fifth year whenever I got hurt last year I only played one and a half games in conference so I knew my resume would have to be a little bit longer than that Um, I would have to show what I was able to do I feel like a little bit longer Um, I think I had some Pretty good years in the Big 12 and how I performed offensively, but I knew I had to be on a winning team um, to really be on that big of a stage. And that's what, that was why I came here with Coach G. And she kind of harped on that like, you need to be on a winning team with talent um, where you can really perform in the NCAA tournament and show what you can do. And um, thankful that she was like that sort of mentor to me. Um, And I knew it didn't even have to be here. Like she's just saying like, we're we're family friends with you. We just want what's best for you. You need to go to NCAA team. And then I was like, okay, well, no, why, why can't I just come here and play for you? Um, so that's what it ended up coming about. Her and Coach Dale really had that big part in that. Um, so never wanted to stop playing. I knew it was going to take my fifth year. Um, but for my past previous schools, I'm thankful for the experiences that I got to go through with those schools <clears throat> obviously going to ucla it was a great decision for my first year um and being with my sisters that i have for life i still talk to them i literally talk to monique billings every day talk to jordan multiple times a week kelly came and walked me for my senior night yes. um as everybody saw and then Laj, i i talked to her often um obviously she's still at ucla so she's still going through her life experience and stuff but we're still pretty close um and then with my dad coaching at Tech, um, UCLA just wasn't like, it was a different time in my life, you know? I feel like it's so funny coming out of high school, you're like 16, 17 years old, making a four year, five year decision that affects your career. But people change, like your mindset changes, your values change. Um, so when transferred is being transferred is looked down upon so much, I just think it's so funny because who really knows what they want at 16, 17 years old. You know? That's like I just think it, that's kind yeah, of also the influences
0: you have at that age that exactly. you take in that's very different than when you're on your own and, and you're in college and you know.
1: And then you go through your first year or your second year, whatever kind of year it is and those experiences change you. So if you want to leave, you you should leave. It's it, I just think it's so funny that it's looked down upon whenever you make that decision when you're 16, 17 years old. Like, I committed as a 16-year-old. 16-year-old say is not the same as myself now at 22 years old. Um, so ended up going to Tech, played for Coach Whitaker, brilliant basketball mind, loved playing for her. Um, and that whole staff over there, Lubbock, is a, 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 a cool place, you know, for a college student. Very different than Kyle Berkeley here. Um, but I'm grateful for what I had to go through there because I think it shaped my character and my leadership skills and it made me a lot stronger Um, for my experiences here at Cal Berkeley and then I come here and I'm kind of sad very sad that I only have one year here Um, but everything obviously happens for a reason and I feel like I had to go through those experiences to be able to be so thankful for what I have here you know like maybe I wouldn't have known that it's just so amazing here if I hadn't gone through my previous um, years in my life you know
0: so what are you thankful for here, now that it's near its end, really?
1: I'm thankful for Coach G, Kai, Sharm, Delhi, and all of my teammates. Like, it's literally like a family to me. Um, the community of Berkeley is amazing. I don't know if you'll find another place like this, and how culturally culturally diverse it is here. You see all walks of life get to be yourself here you get to find yourself if you really try um to develop your self-growth in your own like spiritual journey emotional journey whatever it is what else i'd be thankful for i mean obviously for like the little things i was hurt at texas tech and i couldn't move my shoulder and I couldn't brush my teeth. I couldn't put my hair in a bun. I couldn't put on a shirt without like bending over and putting on a shirt. So every once in a while I reflect like, wow, at this point last year I was in a splint. I was in a sling still not able to shoot a basketball. I couldn't shoot a basketball for like five months. I couldn't run because my therapist told me I couldn't go like this for five months. So every once in a while I'm like, I'm in such a different place than I was last year. And and thank God for growth Mm -hmm. and his protection as angels, you know? Um, yeah, Cal Berkeley and Coach G have brought me a lot of blessings, I feel like. And also, leading into my Warriors thing. I mean, how cool is that? I'm a 22-year-old kid slash young adult, and I get to work for Steve Kerr and Myers. How did that Bob come Myers. about? So, when I was making my fifth-year decision, I knew that it was more than just basketball. Well, mine had to still do with basketball, but more than my playing career. Um, So I knew being in Oakland being around the Warriors. I know coach G is just that lady in NCAA basketball. I mean in the Basketball community coach G just has a lot of like she's just so powerful, you know for the stuff that she's done for women's basketball Um, and just how Amazing she is with people like she gets along with everybody. So um, I told her that I wanted to be a GM and She knew Mr. Myers and Mr. Like um and she didn't bat an eye whenever I said I wanted to be GM. Like a lot of people would be like, oh, that's a big dream or say like, kind of second guessing, she didn't care. She's like, let's do it. Um, so ended up telling her that she got on the phone with Mr. Myers, like a couple of days later. And I was on in an informal interview next week and she helped me pick out my outfit. Which is a huge thing because she has a family of her own, but she treated me like her own kid like we are um, to her and She took time out of her day for something that I was like kind of nervous about like I knew I would do well in the interview Um, I've been prepping for it like for a lot of my life. My dad's done a very good job And so has my mom of that Um, but that That part kind of made me feel weird. You know, it's like my first time having an interview Um, So she got me into the door Um, was there for my informal interview didn't babysit me you know like a lot of people would have she was kind of like okay well go fly like I'm here if you need me but go fly Um, and I literally started like the next two weeks Mm -hmm. and I've been working them working for them for five months now Mm -hmm. Um, what do you do so whenever the boys are not in town I'm in the front office and so like for example right now I'm working on a list of free agents that we have coming up in this off offseason, um, getting their agents, their info, and putting them in a database that Mr. Myers can have um, when he needs a split-second decision when we need to sign somebody. Um, like, for example, we just signed Andrew Bogut. Obviously, we had his uh, great pickup, love Bogues, but he um, obviously had that contact already because of right. the previous years that he was with us. Um, but let's say he hadn't, he needed to depend on that database that we had for a quick decision um, and make sure it's very accurate, you know, something like that. Um, doing it like a scouting schedule right now. So, where our pro scouts are looking at our college games right now and where they need to be in the NCAA tournament and stuff like that. So, um, a lot of stuff like to make everything go smoother for everybody, um, a lot of learning experiences. And then when the boys are in town, um, we do a lot of individuals during season still, which I think is so crucial that I wish the the college game would pick up. Mm-hmm. Like, the pros literally still do individuals um, for a longer period of time than practice mm-hmm. in the pros. Um, so we do a lot of individuals, and that's either I'm making pocket, pocket passes to Marcus or, like, I'm Clay's pinned down person, you know, Steps point guard, that's cool, or I'm just rebounding for them. Um, Gets to sit in on practice, obviously, learn from Coach Kerr and Coach Mike Brown. That's an unreal experience. I look over, and, like, people get stunned from the NBA players, and that's never been a big deal because a lot of my friends, I grew up with them, they're in the NBA now, so that never struck me as unreal. It was unreal to me whenever I was around Coach Kerr, met him for the first time on Mike Brown. That's who I idolize. Um, so just being around them is very surreal at times. I'm like, wow, Coach Mike Brown just talked to me for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, That's how great. cool is that? Like, I used to watch them growing up, Coach. I used to break down their ATOs, end of game situations, and now I'm having a full out conversation um, on their philosophy mm-hmm. and why. Um, they're doing this with a certain team and not this team, you know? Mm-hmm. So a lot of stuff that I get to learn.
0: It looks like we might have to end soon, is that good? No, that's we're good. Okay, yeah. alright. Um, so a few more questions then. So you were talking, I was thinking about, you know, you left Tech um, at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Did they know you were leaving? Did you actually have like, like on senior night kind of saying goodbye? Or was it like they didn't know so they didn't have that kind of ending closure for you because well, you had it here yeah. so I wonder so, if you like, had it before too. I never
1: got my senior night at Tech
0: mm-hmm. um, so then how was it here then this is your only senior night then yeah right? my
1: only senior night here and it was amazing um, my parents were just with me that previous weekend in LA because obviously my sister plays at USC mm-hmm. um, and I literally had like 30 people there watching my games Um, So, they had just gone back to Texas, and they didn't realize it was, like, really my senior night. And neither did I, you know, because I'm like, I have way more games to play. Um, So, I just said, stay home at Texas. Like, I just saw y'all. Sick of seeing y'all. Now, I'm playing. Um, But I knew my godparents were going to come. And then I asked Wendell to walk with me because that's family. Like, that's my brother. Like, I just... Can't speak enough about the role that he's played within my life. And then um, I saw Kelly at the LA's and I said, Make a trip and come walk with me my senior night. And she said, Okay. Came down literally for a couple of hours and went right back on the plane because she had work the next day. Mm-hmm. So that just speaks to the, the people that I have in my life. Like, how, how amazing is that? Kelly would take a fight for a couple of hours just to walk me and she was able to see a little bit of the Arizona game. Like she literally had to leave the Arizona game a little bit early to leave. And then Coach Dale, obviously just, he's just an amazing person that I have in my life. I'm so thankful for my godparents. Um, and then the, the fans were so cool. They stayed like hours after. We had hundreds of people celebrating our seniors, um, which I think our seniors deserved, and, and Mo, TZ, Christine, um, for what they've done for our program and just the type of people that they are so this is the best senior night that i've been a part of because i've seen other senior nights you know but cal did it cal did it right the right way
0: that's great the other thing that struck me in what you said earlier you know when you talk about being recruited as a 16 year old and like that 16 year old you say is very different than a 22 year old say mm-hmm. right who is that person now like when I say, who are you now as a 22-year-old, and obviously it's with the reflection of how much mm-hmm. you've grown. That's what you were sharing before. What comes up for you that, that, you know, this is, I know of who I am now, and this is what, and you're growing still, obviously, mm-hmm. but this is where you are. I
1: would say the biggest difference, um, we grew up in the AAU circuit, in the high school circuit, and your number one thing is basketball, playing career. Like, I'm getting to the league, I'm going to be the best I can professionally, and you don't think about the other things that really encompass your life, you know, um, and so I think that that's shifted, I've matured a lot more, I've known that your career can be done with a rotator cuff injury, or whatever kind of injury, you know, well knock on wood, hold on, with our postseason coming up, but, um, I wasn't aware of that until, I guess like years ago, whenever I did not have an injury that could have been really bad. You know, Um, so that's what I think would be the major difference, is me being able to be mature now and and say that your playing career, the ball does end. Um, I just found a way to make my ball really not end with (laughs) trying to be in the NBA on the front office side. Um, So that's what I would say. It's a big difference. Yeah, I'm focused on my, so like my professional career Mm -hmm. outside of just playing
0: but the other aspect as well that you were saying about being at cal even for this one year and recognizing this community Mm -hmm. um there's space made for for someone to just find themselves in a Mm -hmm. way right like to be who you are um in that vein like Mm -hmm. has there been anything for you that has been like oh that's that's a part of me that i got to express more explore more be sure of in some way
1: i've always been pretty set in who i was as a person um like, my parents raised me a certain way, and I've always been that certain way. Like, with my morals and my values pretty set for a very long time. So, I don't say like I've found myself in a different way. I think Koshi gave me an opportunity to grow myself in my professional career. Like, that's what I felt like, why I came to Cal Berkeley, mm-hmm. um, in addition to being part of a special team, mm-hmm. was this. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to really grow in, in what I wanted to do and really set up my life for what I want to do later. Um, so I think that's what I found like my pathway in being like, Oh, maybe I am good at this, you know? But I wouldn't say it was either like emotionally or spiritually. I'm pretty I've been pretty set like that mm-hmm. since I was in middle school, high school, I would say.
0: So then just looking forward mm-hmm. to how this part of this journey will end mm-hmm. right here. It's not over yet. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you anticipate for either yourself um, and both for yourself and for the team as we look towards uh, the postseason how are how you seeing this ending or how would you like it to end
1: oh well we like it to end with a, a final four run you know that's been our goal um, and obviously our path has been bumpy but we knew it would be um, but I'm proud of this team because we haven't panicked at all after the UCLA and USC, where we swept the weekend with losses, my dad was talking to Asia and he was kind of panicking. You know, parents always kind of take it to a little bit of a, another level of like, are we going to be good? And TZ, with her calm demeanor, literally said, we'll be fine. Then he talked to me and I said, we're going to be fine. So, I feel like our whole team has been like that though. We haven't been panicking. We know that we've been in one possession ball games and a stop here changes the outcome. So it's not like anybody's out of our league. Um, we don't feel like. So I'm proud of the team and how we kept our composure and our moxie still, um, our savviness. And then we know as a, whatever seed we're gonna be in seven, eight, which I predict that we're gonna be, no one's told me that, so that's just my prediction. Um, we're just going to have to do it at that seed. And when you step on the court, basketball is basketball. A bucket is a bucket. A stop is a stop. Um, really doesn't matter who's in front of us. As long as you can do that, I feel like we're going to be fine and stick to our principles and how we are as a team. Um, and we're just focused on us right
0: now, which is very refreshing. Anything else you'd like to share with us before we end?
1: I don't think so. I just think Pussys is going to be really cool. Very excited for it my first postseason, but it doesn't really feel like it, you know? It just feels like it's war a little bit, like, like a have to. That's, I think that's how it is within our whole team, is that it's a have to. Not should, but like have to, you know?
0: Because there's no more beyond if you don't. No more
1: college, yeah, no more college after this. And I know a lot of us are playing for our seniors, and we know that um, even if you're not a senior, the chances of you having a talent like this on our team is like very slim like you have really good players at this point Christina Niguez a once in a generation player you're not going to have another Christine most likely mm-hmm. so take advantage of it now you know, you're not going to have another TZ in the way she impacts our whole community um, in, in Oakland I mean she's Oakland's pride and joy you know so you'll never have another TZ so just right. take advantage of it now
0: And you said it earlier, but I think I probably speak for a lot of fans uh, when I say that we wish we would have had you for more than one year.
1: Yeah, agreed. But we're going to make this one special, right? We're going to make the rest of this special. But I wish I was here for a much longer period of time. I'll be back, though. I'm invested in this program, and I'll do anything for Coach G. So I'll be back. I'm going to give Kiana and Kinsey and Bird and our freshmen coming in Kai, Jazzy, y'all them um, give them buckets coming in beyond scout team like Lazia did me
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for the Of course, time. thank you so much.